Welcome to a broadcast by Glory Temple of the Foursquare Gospel Church Ashoman Estate Branch. The Word of God is coming to you from the servant of God, the Reverend Francis C. He is a man of prayer and a teacher. His ministry is centered on church discipline, prosperity and empowerment. A greater part of the ministry is into the building of the youth and singles on how to stay holy for the second coming of Christ. His ministry is also characterized with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost marked with signs and miracles and noun the word we started a series on trusting god and i want you to try one yes i say say ebo ensem bi so fa say e be be sia e be be nyame adie using the experience of abraham na ye the abraham nantie e ye mfato ho and we learned that when god calls yesuya say so yakopon fria we must respond i was say to an amount and whenever God calls, there is a price that we have to pay. And third, we learn that there are blessings when we respond to God's call. But there was one question I didn't answer in my sermon. Which is, how do I know that God is calling me? How do I hear the voice of God? So today, by the grace of God, we will want to answer, how do I hear the voice of God? Many times we hear of people say, I heard God saying this and that to me. Most of the time, the questions we ask ourselves is, how did these people know that this is God speaking? And how come that as for us, we don't hear the voice of God? Is God's voice deep? Does it sing treble? And So we try and, and, and whenever we hear somebody says, God told me, you, you begin to wonder how did God say it? We also read from the Bible how humans said they heard the word of God. For example, Moses and God spoke to him out of the burning bush. So how did he hear the voice of God from the burning bush? How? We see God reveal himself in many, many, many wondrous ways in the Bible. Some through visions. Some through dreams. Some they say they heard. So it's like an audible voice. But my focus today is not to explain, explain the, the experience. Did you hear audible or did you feel did you no that is not my objective that whatever means by which god will speak to us when he speaks we must hear and god is still speaking 
God is still declaring his word specifically to us. And we have to tune in so that when he speaks, we will grasp it. Today, we will take our main test from John chapter 10, 1 to 10. And then you better find your children every John chapter ten, verse one to ten. So I read, very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. Amen. Now, in this story, which is a full story for the 20, first 21 verses of John chapter 10, was at being addressed to the Pharisees. And I know how many of us quote John 10, 10, and says that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy and Jesus didn't say the devil. Jesus said the thief. And he was talking to the Pharisees. He was not talking to the devil. So the Pharisees are people who repre- uh, they obey the law to the letter. And if you break the law, you must be punished. And for today, there are many Pharisees among us who enjoy outward manifestation of religion without looking at the inwards. They are the people who Jesus was referring to. They tie people up with rules and laws they themselves are not ready to obey. And Jesus called them thieves and robbers. Hallelujah. Amen. But in, again, Jesus also describes some group of people as sheep. Now, if you read through the Old Testament, many a times Israel was described as sheep. So in Psalm 23, David will explain the relationship between a shepherd and a sheep by saying, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, David, 
Israel was the sheep of God. Israel for Isaiah 53:6. All human beings were also described as sheep. He said that all of us as sheep have gone astray. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. All of us were described as sheep. So what is it about sheep that we will be related to? The sheep is a dependent animal. Uh, the sheep depends on other things, other people, human beings as shepherds before it can survive. And God created us as human beings to be dependent. And we find people who claim that they don't fear God. They don't, they don't want to have anything with anything God. And, and, and even though they claim to be independent of God, they are also being influenced by ideas of other people. So whether people believe in God, or they don't believe in God something is influencing their lives so where, wherever we stand we are, being, we are dependent on some ideas of somebody or from ideas of other religion or some ideas from God in that regard all of us are sheep we all need somebody to direct us. And anytime a sheep strays from the place of direction, it falls into the hands of the prey. And you know the sheep does not have any part that it can use to defend itself. It, it can't run as fast as it can. It doesn't have hooves to fight. Its teeth cannot bite. Its hooves are not strong enough. It cannot stand on its own. And therefore always needs somebody. And that is how we human beings are. Sometimes when we have things and we have surrounded by money and power and titles, we think we can stand on our own. Until something happens. And then you realize that you never were in control. I call that the illusion of control, the deception of control. If you have driven a car and the dry and the and the brake has failed, you understand what it means. 
you will realize that you had never been in control of the vehicle. As you are descending from the Bree Hills and then and then you are getting to a cave and then you press and he said Tom. There you will see who is in charge of the car. But when the car is working, every part is working. The driver is very powerful. If the driver says stop, it will stop. But when one part fails, you realize that the driver is not in control. That is how human beings are. When things are working well for us, it looks like we are in control. But we have never been in control. And we will never be in control. As long as God has put his life in us, it will look like we got up by ourselves. It will look like we walk by ourselves. It will look like we lift our hands by ourselves. But there are times people get to a point and they desire to lift up their hands. In their hearts, they are lifting up their hands. But the hands cannot be lifted up. There you realize that you never have been in control. So all of us are sheep. And this world is going in a way that people want to assert themselves and say, we are who we want to be. And mark this, anyone who determines to be who he wants to be, that person lives, moves into the path of degradation. You see, immorality deteriorates. And in most of the time, what they will say is that we don't believe in God. The moment we take God out of our lives, now there is no standard for behavior. So somebody, somebody will say, now I want to marry my friend man. Because I don't believe in God. The root cause of all of these immoral behaviors, wickedness going on is because people are rejecting God. And God did not create us to live independent lives. He called us to live by his direction. And we will only live by his direction if we submit to his authority. And, and tune in into his voice. So, I will take us through four ways in which we can hear from God. All from John, 1, John 10, 1 to 10. The first one is live according to his word. In verse 1, 
We see that the sheep they are in a pen. They are hemmed in in a pen. Where they stay. And the pen is the place where they are kept overnight. Where they are protected from thieves. And from wild animals. But for us as human sheep. How does this relate to us? Before we will hear God's voice, we should have been confined in his presence. And this confinement must be that we have built our lives with the word of God around us. Say the word of God. The word of God must place a limit over our lives. There are things we must desire, we may desire to do. But the word of God must put breaks on our desires. And anyone who allows himself for the word of God to, to, to restrict him or her, that person will hear the voice of God. Anyone who seeks to obey God's word, and what God says do, he will do. What God's word says don't do, he will not do. That person is most likely to hear the voice of God. In Genesis chapter 3, we learn of how God created the world in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And in chapter 2, how he created man. And prepared a garden called Eden. And, and, and placed man into it. And that was where God fellowshiped with man. And in Genesis chapter 3, we learned that um, the, the serpent or the devil appeared in the form of a snake. And deceived man. And when God came on the scene, the first question God asked Adam and or called out to Adam and Eve, in Genesis 3 9, he says, What where are you? When God is looking for us, He's looking for us within His Word. The moment we decide that we will live our lives. We depart out of his word. So we now are tuned off the word of God. You know that there are waves in here. If we put a radio here and you put it to 104.3, you will hear something. But today we are here. We are not tuned in. So all that is happening on the radio stations, we will not hear. When Adam and Eve chose to live out of the word of God, the same place God spoke to them, the same place God had communion with them, now God says, where are you? 
Babia a fait non, Yankoupon, non, mon Yankoutan, ou bien, et ça, Biana, car son Yankoupon, vous avez dit, et Hefanamo. Et si vous voulez hear the voice of God, et ça, on peut dire, Tin Yankoupon, it means that do the word of God. Et tu l'as dit, Yankoupon, live your life according to the word of God. Et si vous avez dit, bon, 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 c'est du Yankoupon, what he says you should do, do it. Et aussi, Yanné, what he says, don't do, don't do it. Et aussi, men, Yanné, men, as you live in obedience, you will realize that sooner than later, vous pouvez vous dire, the word of God will start coming to you. Whether in dreams, whether audibly, whether in vision, whether conviction, no matter what it is, you will hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, we must put constraints on our lives. Stay in the word. Build your lives on the word. And his voice will come to you. The second point is that we should look out for the voice. The first we said, live according to the word. The, the second is look out for the voice. And we find that in verse 3, we says that the gatekeeper opens the gates for the shepherd. And when the sheep hear the footsteps coming, they now begin to live in expectation that the voice will follow the footsteps. Is somebody here with me? Amen. So when the footsteps start coming, the gates have been opened. The sheep now expects God is about to speak. The shepherd is about to speak. We are all here to live listen to him. They are excited because the word of God is coming. And over here we don't see this picture. The, 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 the comparison will be how she um, our dogs behave. When you go out and you come back you will see the dog in fact, the dog will hear of you before you get the, or the, the gate. By the time you open the gate, she will be or she will be standing by the gate. And you will see it wagging the tail. Sometimes they would want to jump at you. They are excited that you are back. They are excited that the master is back. And the moment you start touching it, the moment you start mentioning its name, you see that it stops the jumping. It stays still. It, it, it may either lie down or just be close to you. That is what happened in the time of Jesus and even now in the Middle East, that is how the sheep relate to the shepherds. So they have names for the sheep who will come to that. And they call out to the names. So the moment the shepherd enters, there is excitement for the sheep. 
sheep. I am going to hear a word today. I am going to hear a word today. God is going to speak to me today. Irrespective of my situation, I'm expecting God to speak. Bible says the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. But what happens? Sometimes we are in the presence, but our minds are not there. And we find that example played out in First Samuel when God called Samuel. And let's read that quickly. Samuel says the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Let me pause here. Where was someone uh, sleeping? Someone was where the presence of God was. Yes, where somewhere. the ark of God was. Somewhere. No, baby, Eli was in his room. By physical location, someone was closer to God. Because the ark was where God's presence is. And someone was sleeping there. But when God called, God was closer to the ark. Someone ran out and went to Eli. Because in his mind, it is Eli who was his master. He was not looking up to God. Even though he was closer and in the very presence of God. And there are times we come into the presence of God. And God is speaking like I'm speaking to you. Like he is speaking to you even right now. But the mind is somewhere. The mind is somewhere. The expectations are somewhere. Oh, if God would use pastor to call me and tell me about what will happen to me tomorrow. Or mention my date of birth. Or where the village I come from. That would be a great disappointment to you. But you know what God uh, um, um, the leprous Syrian army general who went to Elijah Elijah is it Elijah or Elisha? Elijah Elisha he went to Elisha and he said go wash yourself in the river of Jordan and he said what sort of nonsense is this I was expecting and this is his words I was expecting that the, the man of God will come and do some signs and, 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 and change something. And, 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 and use some oil. And, and speak some, some tongues. And make some declarations. Then my faith 
will rise up. Now, 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 Bibia. But what about this? Go and and, and wash in this yeah, river. How yeah, there better thing rivers in my country? Ah, me wo in Papa wo mikro. Oh, if you go to your house, there will be better sermons you will be hearing somewhere. There will be better English you will hear somewhere. But at this point in time, God wants you to hear this word. Can I hear believing amen? amen. God wants to hear this word. And so your expectation may be different from what God is. But don't block God from speaking to you because of your expectation. I said, oh, we don't prophesy here at all. Oh, we don't call people being sick. But have you recognized that you have never fallen sick? I prefer not to fall sick than to fall sick and be prayed for. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Amen. So if we are not praying for sick, it doesn't mean that the sick are not being healed. There have been many times you are falling sick. You know we fall sick before we actually fall sick. Amen. Amen. Uh, she is a, a lab technician. So you may be working and they go and take your lab and then the lab will tell you that you are sick. So many times we have fallen sick. But God has been healing us. With these same words, God has been healing us. Many times the devil has tried to do many things against us. But in all of it, our souls have been out of the snare of the fowler. Shout hallelujah. But we don't see it. So we think God is not doing what we want. So many times we are looking out for something. And we are not receiving it. But God is still speaking. And we are not hearing because our expectations are somewhere else. But today. Respect God. Expect God. Expect God. Expect God. Expect God to speak into your life. Expect God to speak into that situation. Expect God to do something in your life. Expect God to declare His word. That is what the hymnist will say. Master, speak for thy servant here. I'm waiting for your gracious word. I long for that voice that cheereth. Master, let it now be heard. I am listening. I am listening. Lord, for thee, what hast thou to say to me? Whenever we come up, when you wake up and you are reading the Bible, let this be your song. Lord, Sorry. what do you have? You are going through a terrible situation. A very difficult situation. Say, God, what do you want to speak to me through this situation? When you start doing that, you are tuning in. You have put on your radio sets. And you are putting it on the right station of God. And it will not be long. 
When God speaks to you, shout amen to that. Amen. So I have said, live according to his word. To look out for the voice. The third, love the name he calls you. Thirdly, if we want to hear from God, we must accept the name God has given us. The second part of verse 3, John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 3. It says that the shepherd will call the sheep according to the name he has given the sheep. He calls his own sheep by name. The, name. the sheep did not give names by themselves. The shepherd calls them. And I read that that is how they do it. When the sheep are brought to the shepherd, the shepherd will give each one of them names. And in the morning, when the shepherd wants to take them out, stands, it stands at the entrance and mentions their name. And when they mention your name, the sheep come. Then call one by one. One by one. That is what they do there. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God calls each one of us by name. But some way, somehow, situations happen to us and we redefine how God calls us. They say, I am sick. I am poor. I am nobody. Is that the name God gave to you? If you put this name on you, God will be calling you and you will never hear. You know, there are some people they travel outside. And because of papers, they have to use other people's names. And I wonder how they survive. Because you must rehearse the name and rehearse the name and rehearse the name until it becomes your name. Otherwise, you will be walking and then they call you and you've forgotten that it was you. I remember when we were growing up. When we were growing up, there was this. Uh, uh, my mom used to sell banku at uh, waste management. Um, and there was this man there who has a female name. He was called Selena. Selena. So the question is, how did you get this name? This is a true story. He was looking for a job. He didn't have the certificate. And he went to pick his sister's certificate. And he went and got the job. So the certificate he presented. That was what entered the books. And so that became his name. He put in another name on him. 
sometimes we put names on ourselves that God has not permitted us to name. The Bible says, let the weak say, now I am strong. Do you understand that? So when the word word of God says you are strong, that is the name God has given you. And when you start confessing, I am strong. When you start speaking to yourself and saying, I am strong. What you are saying that you are affirming what God God has given you. And God will speak to you because when God is coming to you, he's not going to call you, hey, you, you weak person. He will call you according to his words. Not according to your experience. Not according to what you are going through. When he went to Gideon. And, and he met Gideon. The Bible said that Gideon was an afraid person. He was in somewhere. He was grinding wheat in the place where wine was supposed to be milled. Where wine? In a wine press. And when the angel appeared to him, Gideon was afraid. But he didn't address him. Hey, you afraid man. He says, you mighty man of valor. Do I have a witness here? Amen. Can you imagine if 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 Gideon did not respond to that call? He would never have had the connection of hearing from God. Your experience does not determine your name. If only you will align your name to the word of God. When God opens his mouth, he will call you according to his word. You who are prospering. You who are doing well. You who are giving birth. Don't describe yourself as barren. Jesus, God told the people of Israel. He said, tell the the barren. Many are the children of the barren that the one who has given birth. Are you hearing me this morning? Even though you don't have what it takes, God says that does not change your name. He calls you by what he can give you. Amen. And and so when we align our names and our lives based on the word of God, we will hear him because he will call us according to his word. Before he will bless Abraham, Abraham had to change his name. Abraham was a son. Genesis 17, 4 to 8. Said, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Because you will be the father of many nations. You will no longer be called Abraham. Which is father. That your name will be Abraham. Father of many. 
Because I have made you father of many nations. Abraham just had one child, and that child had been uh, was living not proper. Abraham but Abraham believed this. And so Abraham And went to the registrar general. And then changed his name officially. No more am I called father. Today you have to cancel. No more am I called poverty. No more am I called single. No more am I called nobody. And then they said, call me Abraham. The father of many nations. I'm sure, I'm sure people ask, where are the nations you are fathering? All that you are calling, say these people, these people they call Christians, they are getting out of their minds. They've gotten some pastors who are pushing some nonsense into their heads. But whatever name you put on yourself, according to the word of God, you will see it coming to pass. I said you will see it come to pass. I said you will see it come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the fourth one we would learn is to learn to follow Jesus. So I have said the first is to live according to his word. Second, look out for the voice. Third, love the name he calls you. And the fourth one, learn to follow him. And we find that in verse 4. Is that the sheep follow the leading of the shepherd. So Jesus is leading. The shepherd is leading. And the sheep, they are watching the shepherd. When the shepherd is going uh, intense, immediately the sheep would also do what? When the shepherd stops, the sheep would also do what? Everything the shepherd does, the sheep will also do. And the more they do it, the more they learn to hear his voice. And this is what we call discipleship. A follower of Christ. If we want to hear God's words, we want to follow, we want to hear him speak to us. Then, then we must be like this. As he is moving, the steps he takes, I put my feet in. If he says forgive, I also forgive. When he says love, 
I also love. When he says go and witness. I also go and witness. When he says that give. I also give. The more I do these things, the more he speaks to me. The more his voice becomes audible to me. So the voice of God comes to those who are following him. Let me read Philippians 4, 9. And Paul writing to the Philippians. It says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you we are called Christians because we live like Christ we are called Christians because our lifestyles reflect Christ when people see us they see Christ in us and the more we desire to walk and follow and do what he wants, the more we will hear him when uh, he speaks. We must look at Jesus. We must follow his pattern of life. His life of love. His life of forgiveness. His prayerfulness. His submission. When we put this into practice, we will hear when God speaks. What are the benefits of hearing from God? Number one, we become discerning. We become discerning. Do you know that things come, sometimes things come to us and they look very nice. But behind it there is trouble. Things come and they look very promising. But after is bitterness. When you hear God's voice, when you always hear him, you will make wise choices. Because he will be by you, tell you, turn this way. Turn that way. Don't choose this person. Don't sit in this car. Sit in this one. Don't do this business. Try this one. Don't go to this through this route. Walk through this route. Don't make this person your friend. Make this one your friend. When we hear God every day in our lives, we become very wise because our choices are based on God who is the Alpha and the Omega at the same time. 
So when he says don't turn here because he is the omega he knows what will happen at the end of the road. And because when he says things here he knows that this road will take you where he wants you to. And so you realize that the steps of the righteous becomes ordered by the Lord. And even though he would have afflictions on that road, the Lord would deliver him or her from all of the afflictions. And in the end, that life will be successful. So when we hear the voice of God, we walk in discernment. Second, we walk in protection. In verse 9, it says, The sheep come in and they go out. The sheep come in and they go out. Which is very rare for sheep. Intensity. Because when when they go out, they are desirable for human beings, desirable for animals. But when they follow the shepherd, every time they go, every time they come, accidents will be on the road. Armed robbers will be on the road. But those who follow Jesus, they will go and they will come. Ah, people sleep and they don't wake up. But those who follow Jesus, when they sleep, they wake up. Are you here with me? Amen. So those who follow Jesus, they go in and they go out. They are protected. Amen. Demons, witches, wizards. They come and sprinkle things on your on your doorsteps. They come and put powder on your seat in the office. And, and, and you are sitting on it. And, and nothing is still happening to you. Because you are following Jesus. Your protection and security is assured. Is somebody receiving it this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. We walk in protection. And the third one is that we find provision. Provision. The same verse 9, John 10, 9. It said they find pasture. When you follow Jesus, he will lead you to the place where you will have more than enough. I think my, my bluffo is very big, so you didn't get it. I said, when you follow Jesus, he will take you to the place where every need of yours will be supplied. He will not take you into a barren ground. And that is why John, uh, Psalm 23, the, the psalmist will start with the confident statement said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I will never be in lack. Tina or Jim Tofono or Shasia no say a Rade. 
He will lead me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. This is, these are the benefits when we follow Jesus. And when we hear him. In this sermon, I have taught about four things. I'm concluding. If we are to hear the voice of God, we must live within the boundaries of the word of God. We must look out for the word of God. We must love the name he calls us. And we must learn to follow him. And when we learn, we follow him, when we hear his voice, we walk in discernment. We have our provisions met. And we are protected. Let me have two children here. Yes, the baby, Jaden, or one of the babies. And then I want to see one who is more matured, who, can, who, who knows the parents. Yeah, peace. So, uh, they are all in there. I want one of them who is not the older, very old, um, the, but the ones like, no, Nyamiche is. Um, like seven months, eight months, they are now can tell their appearance from strangers. Uh -huh. So, this one, would this child say, would this child say it will not come? Okay. If, if I hold this child like this, uh -huh. you see, she doesn't, he doesn't know mother from father. Once I positioned him like this. So, ready to suck. Where is the food? The food should be coming. Yes. 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 Anyone who is not hearing the voice of God, this is what he is like. Anything goes. Would accept anything. I'm looking for those who are um, like uh, Mitchell, uh, like, like uh, uh -huh. and, and, and you would see that that child, because the child knows the Parents knows how it feels. Knows the voice of the mother. Knows the voice of those who are closer by. Any stranger who comes into his or her company. That child stays away. Because the child knows the voice of the mother.
So, this is a cool guy. If it was the older one, he would jump. But you realize that he is not comfortable. Why is he not comfortable? He doesn't know me. Come. You just stand there and just mention her, his name. This is the kind of relationship God wants to have with us. This is the kind of relationship God wants to have with us. And like Adam, Adam no? and Eve, he's still asking, Where are you? Worship with us at the Glory Temple of the Foursquare Gospel Church at Shaman Estate Branch, close to Saman Park. Worship with us on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., Tuesday for the Rima service at 6.30 p.m., and Thursdays for your prophetic encounters, also at 6.30 p.m. For your prayer and counseling, please call 020-815-0793. Until sometime tomorrow, stay blessed with lots of love.